0: everyone this is the tripwire podcast part of the triple play fantasy team i am your host zach at ff2 batman i am joined tonight by joe pepe at jpep20 how's it going joe i'm good man how, how are you
1: how's the holiday weekend
0: uh, it's been fun uh actually i'm normally off on monday so just a normal weekend for me but Wow, man, just just
1: drop that on me, make me feel bad, you know? I get off every (laughs) Monday, what is this? (laughs) Well, I work
0: Saturday, so, you know, so. Oh,
1: okay, you can can have that, you can have that. (laughs) Still
0: a normal work week, just shifting it (laughs) a (laughs) day. So, we are finally in the regular season. Now, technically, as we record this, it is Monday night, you'll be hearing this Tuesday morning or afternoon. Uh, We technically haven't started week one yet, but we're in week one now. So, we're going to get you ready for week one waivers. So if this is your first time watching the show, one, welcome. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff, help support the Triple Play Fantasy team. But we are the Waiver Wire Show. So if you're looking for all those start sets advice, um, all that fun analysis, all that great stuff, the main show for Triple Play Fantasy for football is over on um, Tuesdays, and they will be live at 630 Tuesdays. So we are strictly a Waiver Wire Show now that we are in season and we're going to kick it off with talking about quarterbacks. So this year we're changing it up a little bit. We're going to give you our top five of how we would rank our pickups. And then we're going to go in depth on a couple of players and all of our uh, timestamps of when we're talking about each position will be in our show notes. So go ahead and check the show description if you're looking for a specific position. So Joe, I need you to kick us off with quarterbacks who are your top five pickups before we even start the season going into week one
1: <laughs> well let's just like if you're already picking up a quarterback i just i think you you pick terribly in your draft but and again i'm gonna kind of skate the rules a bit little bit i'm gonna switch around my order here um one is gonna be daniel jones who's about 21 percent rostered right now two is carson wentz he's about 20 percent rostered uh three is matt ryan for the colts He's about 43% rostered. Then I'm switching my four and my five. Number four would be Jameis Winston, who's 49.7% rostered. I just snuck him in underneath that 50% rule for the show today. And then finally is Joe Flacco, who you have to keep an eye on. And honestly, if you're that desperate and starting Joe Flacco because he's only 2.9% rostered, you lost week one. Just move on. <laughs> hey, he's a <Bye>. leak. <laughs> Yeah, he he was a lead for like one playoff series. But let's go in depth about a couple of the quarterbacks here. So we're going to talk about Daniel Jones here. And I know, I know, Daniel Jones sounds disgusting, and I get it. It's, It's not the sexy pick, but it's more about who he's playing. And again, you look at the Tennessee Titans and you're like, oh, that seems like a tough team. They were number one in, you know, the AFC last year. Well, against the quarterbacks, they allowed the seventh most yards passing. They allow the fifth most rushing touchdowns. Let's not forget that Daniel Jones has the ability to actually run the ball, even if he trips a lot. That's the, you know, I can't, I can't forecast that. I'm sorry. But the big thing is that they suck against wide receivers. And while the wide receivers do good, the quarterback has to do something too. They allow the second most points to the wide receivers, the Tennessee Titans. And you have to take a shot in a game where the Giants are behind for probably majority of this game. Because Tennessee is the better team, in my opinion. You have guys like Kaderis Tony, and Wandell Robinson out there. I think they're going to be able to break free. I think DeAndre Jones has a very good shot of giving you a chance of a waiver-wire quarterback to help you win a week. And then we can move on to the other guy I'm going to talk about, because we're only going to talk about two of the five, really. And it's Carson Wentz. I guess we have a revenge game narrative here against Doug Peterson. So, I mean, to me, I feel like he should have a revenge game here. But Jacksonville allowed the 10th most fantasy points to the wide receivers. Again, we're talking the wide receivers have a great day. The quarterback kind of has to as well. He has talented wide receivers for the first time now with Dotson, with McLaurin, with a semi-healthy Curtis Samuel, because I will never admit that he's 100% healthy. And he has Antonio Gibson out the backfield to catch the ball. And with all that drama that's going on with him this offseason, He could still catch the ball, Antonio Gibson. So he has all that. He might have Logan Thomas. He otherwise has John Bates. You all know how I like John Bates if you're paying attention. I'm a big fan of him. I just think that this is the game, even though it's only 43 points for the over and under, is going to go over. And I think there's going to be some points scored. I don't really see a defensive battle here because Jacksonville put a lot of effort into their defensive line and their linebackers. But that back four, that secondary room, Still a little iffy right now. So I think Carson Wentz can pull that apart piece by piece a little bit. Not saying he's great, but if we're going on the waiver wire in week one, that's one of your better shots.
0: No, I appreciate that. And like you said, I should have mentioned, we're looking at sleeper uh, roster ship percentage under 50% is what we're going for. Now, I looked at some ESPN uh, numbers and across different leagues. These roster ship percentages are going to vary. There's some guys that are way under than what we're talking about. Um, and then some that are way over. So, depending on what uh, platform you're playing from, just go ahead, just look at these guys, see if they're available. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Joe
1: Flacco is available. Let's just yeah, leave that out, though. Definitely <laughs>
0: available. Uh, <laughs> now, like you said, I would not be picking up probably a quarterback right now unless you really no. botched, botched a pick in the draft, um, or maybe you forgot it was a super flex league. Yeah, these guys are not going to be available in super flex still. No, but
1: maybe you, maybe Flacco, maybe Joe maybe. Flacco in that point. Yeah.
0: But go ahead and take a look. I mean, I was just in a super flex draft last night. Uh, I was drafting for my dad um, and <laughs> he's on vacation. So the half the team <laughs> did not know this was a super flex league. Uh, it is some, uh, there are some crazy roster builds there. So some of these quarterbacks probably still available in that league. So you yeah, never know.
1: Each, each <laughs> league is different, but I mean, let's exactly. get into the, into the mix of it all. With the bigger pieces, the running backs, the wide receivers hit me with some, man.
0: Yeah, so running backs. This is where it gets fun. Honestly, you're not really probably pulling a starter right now, but that's okay. So you want to look for those running back twos that have a chance of getting a significant workload if they become the starter. We don't hope for injuries here, but it is a reality. It is going to happen. So if you pick up these guys before the injury occurs, you're going to get them at a major discount, maybe even free. So here are my top five. Running back pickups right now going into week one. We have, let's see, Khalil Herbert, Chicago Bears, 48.6% rostered. We have Mike Davis, Baltimore Ravens, 37.7% rostered. Raheem Mostert, now with the Miami Dolphins, 45.7% rostered. J.D. McKissick coming in at number four with Washington at 45.4% rostered. And we're going to finish it off with Jeff Wilson, San Francisco, 14.3 percent rostered the only person on this list that i named that might be a starter is mike davis and that will all depend (laughs) on the health of jk dobbins which we still don't know yet so there is a good chance that mike davis is a starter so i'm not going to talk much about mike davis other than if you need a starting running back this week and we you might as well pick up mike davis now just in case jk dobbins doesn't go you can always drop mike davis on sunday if you need to so i wanted to focus on my first one khalil herbert 48.6% rostered, so he's right on that fringe. Uh, So check your leagues, because I know in ESPN leagues, he's he's way lower than that. So last season, his rookie year, week 5 through 8, he was the starter due to some injuries for David Montgomery, and he had at least 18 touches in all those games. So he got the full workload when he was out there. Now, I will say, when he was not the starter, he barely touched the ball. So they really focused on whoever was the starting running back got the (laughs) workload. Now it is a different coaching team now so we'll see how they play it two out of those four games were really good 18.2 and 15.8 uh points at half ppr and one of those was 100 rushing yards against tampa bay if you guys don't remember last year tampa bay's run defense was elite yes. so that was impressive so now like i said he's got new coaches so we may see some more touches even when he's a backup and he's a good handcuff Um, And you can get him now before he's too expensive. If if he's on your waiver wire right now, you can probably barely bid any fab, maybe a dollar or two um, really low percentage just to grab him. But he's one of those guys where honestly you probably should have drafted him, but just stash him on your bench and you just never know what might happen. And Hey, maybe four weeks from now, he's not getting the touches we were hoping for. You just go ahead and drop him. All right, moving on to my last one. Number five was Jeff Wilson. I wanted to bring him up because we don't really talk about him too much. But he's probably the number two in San Francisco. And when he's healthy, he is productive in that running scheme. I don't know what it is over there, but just the way (laughs) they run the ball, it doesn't matter who they put back there. They do well for fantasy football. And Eli Mitchell is a starter. He's constantly struggling to stay healthy. He hasn't been healthy this offseason. So he appears to be starting this week for week one. But who knows how he'll come out of this game. And Jeff Wilson looks like he will be the RB2. So pick him up now. I guarantee you can get him for free right now. And then if we see that he's not getting enough opportunities in week one or two, just go ahead and drop yeah. him.
1: I like that call. Uh, and the one thing like that I want to just throw in with like running backs or wide receivers since you're about to go into that is even if they don't have a big game this week, go look at that snap percentage after the game and see if they're on the field and being utilized because they might not have gotten the stats this week but that snap percentage will say otherwise, that target share, all that other fun stuff will say otherwise, but that snap percentage is important. Like if a Jeff Wilson gets out there and he gets like a 30, 40% and just maybe he didn't do well, they they just stuffed him this week. At least you know the team wants to use him.
0: Yes, and go back. If you did not listen to last week's episode, the waiver wire tips and strategies, we did mention that as you guys are deciphering um, and what we're actually doing for you as we present this information is looking at those usage stats um, because like Joe said, Just because you don't get the, let's see, the box score doesn't look great, but if you're still on the field a lot, if you're a wide receiver running a lot of routes, if you're a running back just getting a lot of snaps, where are those snaps coming from? That's really what matters when you're trying to predict who's gonna end up performing better in a future week. So that's what we're here for. Go ahead, make sure you download, subscribe, follow all that great stuff so you don't miss any of our episodes. (laughs) We will be live starting week two. All right, so moving on to wide receivers, I think this is the most fun part of the waivers uh this is the big about.
1: waiver wire section
0: yeah so honestly if you followed a lot of people's draft strategies you probably stuffed your bench with running backs that we probably already talked about um but now you might want to throw in a wide receiver in there there's a lot of potential on the waiver wire right now with wide receivers so let's get to it we are going to count down the 5 so at number 1 is one of my favorites so i had to make him number 1 I try to get them everywhere I can, is Josh Palmer of the LA Chargers, 29.5% rostered. We have Nico Collins of the Houston Texans, 28.4% rostered. At number three, Wandale Robinson, New York Giants at 28.4% rostered. Number four, Isaiah McKenzie, 44.7% rostered. But pay attention, he has a Thursday night game. So if you're picking him up this week, you got to get him soon. And And, not um, in the flex. Yeah, <laughs> don't put him in your flex. Good point. <laughs> and number five, Jameson Williams uh, with Detroit, 47% rostered. And then I cheated. I wanted to throw an honorable <laughs> mention in because I put Jameson Williams in there. Number six, KJ Osborne with Minnesota Vikings, only 28.6% rostered. So let's first talk about Josh Palmer. As I said, he is my favorite. He is the wide receiver three on a high powered passing offense. He can play any of the wide receiver positions. So that makes him very valuable. If there's an injury ahead of him to Keenan Allen or to Mike Williams, you won't be able to, to afford him if that happens. He's now going into second season, and Herbert has given him a ton of praise this summer. Now it's a small sample size, but when he was the wide receiver two towards the end of last year, due to injuries to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in separate games, he had an 87% and a 97% snap share. So he was the wide receiver two. That led to seven and six targets, both games with five receptions and a touchdown in both games. So he was productive when he was on the field. And then finally, in week 18 last year, if you guys can remember that game, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Winner went to the playoffs, or if they tied, they went both went to the playoffs. They went to overtime, and the Raiders ended up winning it. So he was the wide receiver three in that game. He only had a 60% snap share, but he still had one more target than Keenan Allen that game. He had nine targets, only four receptions, but he did score a touchdown. So, again, very small sample size, but he has shown us that he can play in that offense. He can play well. He gets targeted. And we already know now that Herbert does like him. So, please go grab Josh Palmer and just stash him on your bench. Uh, he's probably going to be flex-worthy as we get later into the season. And then I wanted to highlight Jameson Williams for a very specific reason. So, Jameson Williams is extremely talented. He is a rookie, came out of Alabama. He got hurt in the it was a national championship game, I believe. Yeah, towards ACL. So we're talking early January of this year. He is not ready to play football. They put him on the IR. He's been on PUP all off season, So he's out at least four weeks. So why am I telling you to pick him up? Because if your league has an IR spot and it is available to you, pick him up, stash him on IR, and then pick up one of these other players we've already talked about. Because he might not come back until, let's say, week eight, week nine. That's okay. Let him get healthy, see how he plays, And then he could be a great asset to you in the fantasy playoffs. I know it's not even, we haven't even had games in week one yet. I'm already talking fantasy playoffs. But these are the kind of roster moves you can make now if you have that IR spot available where you can get an explosive player like Jameson Williams. And when I say explosive, I mean he put up a 4.3 40-yard dash. That's the 99th percentile. He's explosive. So go ahead and stash Jameson Williams. All right, Joe. Tell me about our favorite tight.
1: I love that. I pick tight ends by the way. Like I don't just like forget them in every draft that we've done together all summer long. But this is why because I like to play the waiver wire with my tight ends because unless you have one of the greats like Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, you're really kind of just hoping for a touchdown here. Like you're hoping they just fall into the end zone. So here are my five. We have Gerald Everett, who's a 29.4% roster. Uh, Trey McBride, who's at 8.8% rostered. Adam Troutman, 4.7% rostered, who I think we were all just a year or two early on. Um, Mo Cox, Gigantor himself, at 8.1% rostered. And then Tyler Conklin, because if you decide to get Joe Flacco, you might as well stack and have some fun with it, at 6.2% rostered. Um, let's talk about Gerald Everett first. And all those points you made for Palmer, like very great offense, you know, they, they don't punt. They like to go for it on fourth down. Somebody's going to be that, for that third target for the team. And we're going up against the Raiders' defense that struggled against the tight end last year. They allowed the third most touchdowns, the eighth most yards, and the ninth most completions. Basically, the trifecta of things that matter for your fantasy scoring systems. So if they're in the top ten for all three of them, and they themselves, the Raiders, have gone out and created their own little bomb squad, this game could throw up a lot of points. I'm going to take the shot on the fact that this defense sucks against the tight end. He's coming from a strong offense. I just need him to get 50 yards and a touchdown. Because if you're looking for a tight end already, because there hasn't really been that many injuries, thank goodness, during this offseason, then you're just really, you, you gave up on the position and you wanted the stream. So that's fine. Gerald Everett has that chance to fall in the end zone and give you a touchdown. My favorite play is next, who is Trey McBride. I know what everyone's going to say. Like rookie tight ends they don't produce unless they're Kyle Pitts. Like I I, I can already hear it and I know we're not even live and I can hear it. But we're talking about the highest scoring game of the week. If I'm streaming tight ends, this is usually the first place I like to look. Is I like to look at the highest scoring game of the week because it's my best opportunity to have shots at points. Zach Ertz is struggling right now. He's day to day with an injury. He's old as dust. He can play, but maybe he's playing at 60%, might not be great on the field a lot, might have to share more time with Trey McBride, who's a very talented tight end. On top of that, we already know DeAndre Hopkins, he's out, six games, he's suspended. Rondell Moore, he's coming in with an injury. There's no more Christian Kirk there, he's in Jacksonville. You got A.J. Green, he's older than Zach Ertz's dust. So we need someone to keep pace with the Kansas City offense that's clearly going to throw up points. Even without the Tyreek Hill, they're still going to throw up points. So Arizona has to throw up points. And Hollywood Brown, as much as I love him, Trey McBride could see some play here. If I'm streaming and I'm taking a deep shot, I like to look at the game with the highest points. And that's usually where I go. And I see that Zach Hurts is old and struggling with injuries. He might get a lot more snap percentage, like we were talking about earlier, than we all expect. And just a little fun tip in DFS, he's only $2,900, so if you're playing the GPP, you could just get a free slot, in my opinion. I think he ends up with a touchdown this week.
0: I love it. And I did want to go back to Gerald Everett real quick and give a shout-out to Matt Harmon on Yahoo. He has a weekly show now with Austin Eckler, and their first guest was none other than Justin Herbert. And guess who Justin Herbert called out as someone he's excited to play with this year? Gerald Everett. So yes, not throwing narrative street down there, but just saying if the quarterback's calling you out unprompted, um, it can't be a bad thing. So go ahead. And yeah, can't,
1: can't. I don't hate it. I didn't. I didn't get to see that show, so I love it. We'll decide that right in.
0: Perfect. So now, if you followed our advice earlier this offseason, and we told you don't bother drafting def- uh, defenses unless your platform requires it, aka ESPN. Wait until now to pick up your defense. So our defensive stream of the week is going to be the Cleveland Browns. They're twenty two point two percent rostered. They have Carolina this week. They're at Carolina, which I know you're saying, oh, it's CMC. I don't want to do it. I get it. But let's be honest, could be some turnovers. They have a good defensive line. But really, I'm looking into the future as well. Week two, they get New York Jets at home. So you're talking Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson? Cool. Mm -hmm. Week three, at home against Pittsburgh Steelers, we're talking Trubisky or Pickett? Cool. And then week four, we're at Atlanta. We're talking Marietta or maybe Ritter. Sign me up. So that's four weeks that I don't have to worry about streaming a defense again, and I can pick them up now for free. Go ahead
1: and pick them up. And they're that that perfect defense that if you are streaming, you're not looking for who's going to give up the least amount of points. You're looking for the guy who's going to get the sacks, get the pressures, because that leads to turnovers, which leads to those giant blow-up games of 20-something points, and it helps you win that week. So that's the perfect way to have a shot for four straight weeks at that defense.
0: Exactly. So that is it for our show. Thank you, Joe. We are excited for next week. We will be live going forward through the season, every night, right before Monday Night Football. APM will be on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook for the Triple Play Fantasy account. And then we will also now have a podcast this year. So as soon as the show is done Monday night, we will get it out to you on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just make sure you are following the Triple Play Fantasy football account. So it'll come right to you, download it, give us a listen. You can follow us all on Twitter. We also have the show... Has its own Twitter. If you'd like to reach out to us for any questions, we are happy to answer. It is at the Tripwire Pod on Twitter. All right, guys. Thank you all. We good luck week one. We hope you start one and zero. But tune in next Monday night, right before Monday night football, for week two waivers already. How's hey, it going, guys?